coronaviruses. <laughs> it's a something. How's it going? Yeah, it's going okay. Mm-hmm. I am uh, apologies in advance for my gravel, but uh, I've got a thing. Yeah, you got to um, quick get on the uh, the low parts of your vocal recording <laughs> tracks yeah. that you've got stacked up, ready uh, to go. Yeah, I know of two musicians that I admire and follow their bands, and of who who di- did exactly that. They recorded some low vocal parts when they had uh, a cold or a flu or something <laughs> that lowered their register. I'm at least half an octave low. Mm-hmm. At the moment, I've thought of doing that uh, numerous times. Like every season, it comes around, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I said, "Yeah, I got to put something on a list or get some music ready <laughs> well, to go in yeah, such you, an emergency." You need a song, and then have a have a part in mind to fill in. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I can that. ever think of is uh, like "Baby on Board" or some <laughs> barbershop quartet from the B Sharps <laughs> episode. I don't know about that. I'd rather hear you do a traditional barbershop thing. Yeah. Sweet Adeline, by the way. or yeah. some such, I, down by the old mill stream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like when you listen to somebody on the news and they have a they have a rasp or need mm-hmm. to clear the throat, somebody's a speech by somebody, and, they're, <laughs> and then you, you automatically, <clears throat> yeah, in sympathy, like, please, right. for God's sake, just do it. It's like Trump sniffing. Like, <laughs> okay, he may or may not sniff Adderall or mm-hmm. Sudafed. I, I don't know and I really don't care. But man, just <sighs> taking questions or doing a conference or press conference or whatever and just sitting there and sniffing every few seconds like a toddler, blow your nose, get a, <laughs> get a handkerchief like in a, yeah. a grown-up, an adult person. God. Step aside, say excuse me and yes. take care of that business. Man, it's so it's just it's grating. Well, that's because he he likes to ramble on. So you know, it's like okay, you know, you're going to be talking for another fifteen minutes. Just <laughs> yes. Well, just sitting that could there, be a reason to stop sitting there listening to somebody talk and just sniffing away. Just just wipe that up. Come on, be a, be a grown up, be a person. As a friend of mine likes to say, "Be a person." Um. So uh, yeah. Oh, do, should we do a little politics? Did you know? Did you hear uh, Pete well, Buttigieg? Apparently, Pete I, yeah. Buttigieg. Somebody. Ex- <laughs> now I'm starting to sound like one of them. I wish I could find an explanation of why it's a soft G on the last letter. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get that, but that, that's um, the way those Maltese operate. Maltese. Mm-hmm. He's Maltese. Is he that is, a Maltese yes. name? Yes. Maltese American. I heard a thing. Okay, so Reply All did an episode about, well, I don't even know what it was about, but uh, uh, part of it was about this uh, reporter who digs up uh, dirt on uh, political or public figures that is actually in plain sight and other people have overlooked. So uh-huh. it's something they mention that she then goes and digs around it and, and uh, exposes. So she was the one who figured out uh, Mitt Romney's secret Twitter account Uh and um, that Pete Buttigieg is most likely editing his own Wikipedia page. 
or was at one point. Like he built his own Wikipedia page. I so, see. So uh, it was uh, it was amazing, and and um, yeah, that that's uh, that was that was uh, that's well worth a, a listen to that. All right, cool. Yeah, because otherwise, like, how would he know? Mm-hmm. How would anybody else know? It's this pretty much that's that was our clue. There was there was a very yeah. specific thing that any <laughs> only someone close to him would know. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, he's out, and um, that means I guess technically the candidate, the delegates get released back into the pool, and they can vote for whoever they want at the. I don't. The DNC. Well, he's not. He's not completely out. He's suspending his campaign. Suspending. Ugh. Yeah. So um, worst of all possible worlds. <laughs> so I think he holds on to them until he decides to release them. But I'm not 100 okay. percent on the details. <laughs> it's a little. Cloudy, but then of mm-hmm. course he's he's poised to jump right back into the race. I if, guess uh, sh- if he does, something crazy happens. If something weird happens on Super Tuesday, I guess they'll they say, "Well, let's wait until Super Tuesday because it's only two mm-hmm. days, and you might as well uh, like see how you are then. And if it looks yeah. bleak, then fine, we're out." <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to happen to two or three or four uh, the extras. Um, they're going to find out what what gives there, and mm-hmm. then. They'll position themselves for yeah. a VP run v- or yeah. lobbying. Ca- lobbying, yeah, indeed. <laughs> or a, another office of some kind. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I was thinking about uh, About Pete, is mm-hmm. he's in a prime position to lobby for, um, uh, well, <laughs> lobby, lobbying, of course, but to uh, try for a VP post because of right. his age, he's you know, perfect for that. And That's then, what um, I was thinking, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know who yeah. he would... I think Warren might be okay with him as her VP. I'm not sure Biden. I mean, uh, I'm not sure Bernie would. No, I don't think so. I think he's made it pretty clear he's going to look for somebody who reflects the diversity of our nation or Uh some words to that effect. Uh, A young woman of color would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. So, or younger, like bring Kamala Harris back if you want. Not mm. not my favorite candidate, but knows how government works and has experience in it, and um, I think would be a, a perfectly valid choice for VP. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but somebody, Killer Mike, as VP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, of course, there is the unpleasant matter of the name. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's what but, I like. Uh, it. <laughs> yeah. All bets are off. This is the dumbest it, timeline. Therefore, we might as well go full on President Camacho. <laughs> uh, apologies. Uh, although for, he's not dumb. <laughs> not yeah. Apologies for I- I- any perceived slight to Killer Mike. I don't. Yeah. I don't have anything against Killer Mike. But no, uh, he's pretty, pretty <laughs> yes, smart. But <laughs> let's uh, let's acknowledge that President Camacho was actually fairly intelligent for his time. He yeah that's true intelligent if um, ignorant yes as were most people in the time but right. yeah ignorant but smart still a smart <laughs> smart enough smarter than the average of the time <laughs> yes in that yes. in that scenario um, smart enough to know he doesn't know everything smart yeah, enough to true. recognize um, someone with greater knowledge and and competency. Mm-hmm. And didn't uh, immediately just get rid of that. Yes, smart yeah. enough to put his ego aside and yeah. put that person to work for the greater good. Mm-hmm. I, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing. I, I really don't have anything to say, anything bad to say about President Camacho. 
He's probably the best choice of the time. And you've been listening to Idiocracy <laughs> Apologists here on Two yeah. Brothers. <laughs> if you're listening to this 40 years in the future, yeah, we we were on the ball. We, <laughs> we, hey, um, we understand hmm. where you're at. Hey, speaking of be, being on the ball, since this is March 1st, mm-hmm. uh, we'll say happy birthday, Robert Clary. <laughs> Many people know him as Corporal Louis Lebeau from oh, Lebeau. Hogan's Heroes. I didn't know that. I always forget his name. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, I, I got in the rabbit hole of, of looking those guys up because we still watch Hogan's Heroes uh, <laughs> okay. you know, semi-regularly. Is What uh, channel is that here? on? It's on MeTV. MeTV, okay. Yeah, I got Carol Burnett, Andy Griffith, and lots of other... All the old folks shows, got old it. Old-timey shows, yeah. <laughs> Used to be, what was it, um, uh, TV Land uh-huh. yeah. was the older equivalent Land, of that. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So Robert Clary is uh, 93. Still going strong. Yes. Wow. Is he the last yeah. one left? Is he the He's only... the last of the original cast. Last of the original yeah. cast, okay. Um, well, a lot the of them only... were were just sort of older character actors. Yeah, <laughs> so that's true. There were there weren't a lot of young people in there. I guess uh, mm-hmm. Bob Bob Crane wasn't that old. Was he forty? Yeah, I think I would say close to it. Huh. Okay, or, around around forty. Right, right, right. Um, and then uh, Richard Dawson was relatively young. Hmm. Uh, I suppose that's true. He young, was probably in his thirties. Yeah. Yeah, the guy who played Carter seemed older. I, I look at him. Which one was got Carter? a lot of wrinkles? Uh, Carter was um, the Air Force guy. <laughs> yeah, flight, he wore the sort of jacket. furry yeah. flight jacket with the <laughs> right. furry hat. Yeah, 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 goofy, yeah. Uh, skinny guy. And when he smiles, you can see a lot of wrinkles. You know, and he looked a little older. That's he tricky. Younger, I, but I've known looked older twenty somethings that have serious crow's feet. So mm. I can't always tell. Yeah, well, maybe he spent a lot of time in the sun. Maybe. <laughs> uh, at any rate, the the only other uh, cast member still alive is the guy. I can't remember the actor's name, but he's the one who replaced Kinchelow. Um, Kinch. Kinch uh, was. I don't know if he was written out of the show or if he just left on you know on purpose uh, uh-huh. for his own uh, purposes to do other things. Yeah, don't know that, the history. So they got another uh, another actor to play his part. Um, but, they got another actor to replace huh. that part. It, they they didn't get an actor to play Kinchlow, just a new guy oh, uh, in the last season, final season. Right, right, right. So he's a new character in the place of you know that yeah. person, that yeah. part of the ensemble. He was, but he was also the only other African American uh, sure in the cast. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Eh. Kinch is uh, yeah, Kinch was the radio guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. radio tech sort of guy. Mm-hmm. Yep, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So Robert Clary has had an interesting life. And before Hogan's Heroes, he was known pretty well in France as a uh, kind of a crooner. Oh, he's actually France. Fr- yeah, <laughs> actually yeah. French. He, he's actually he, French. Yes. He, he was born in Paris. Oh. And uh, so he, he grew up doing uh, song and dance. And uh, he got out before the war mm-hmm. and came to Hollywood. Right. But he was well, also. His accent always seemed good. I didn't. I just didn't yeah, realize it. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's it was real. legit. <laughs> yep. And he, well, he had contacts because he had already, I think he'd already toured uh, at least around Europe. He was, uh-huh. you know, relatively well known. Wow. So, um, so he got into the business doing some recordings and stuff. Right, right. Weird. Yeah. I'll have to go uh, look for some things. Mm-hmm. And he became uh, good friends with Werner Klemperer and um, John Banner, mm-hmm. Schultz, uh, Klink and Schultz, respectively. Right. Both Jews. And that's right. That's true. And, um, 
can't think of the actor's name who played uh, General Burkhalter. Also, uh, right. right, right, right. Uh, also a Jewish man. Also Jew, yeah, yeah. They they all became friends during the sure. uh, during the show and remained friends for the rest of their lives. It seemed like a yeah. pretty close knit group. All of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they they. I, I've read, you know, they that the the interaction between the cast was very. What what's a cordial? What's, what's an adjective for camaradic? <laughs> Camaraderie, friendly, <laughs> yeah, Good. cordial. It's stronger than cordial, though. Collegial, yeah. maybe, um, yeah, uh, amiable, eh, but more, yeah, more amiable. Well, friendly plus. is is, is I so. Uh, there's some other. There's Don't another, get fancy. That's probably another term. Uh, oh, but, sure, yeah, there are many. Very very close. Yeah, happy, yeah, hey, happy, uh, happy day. Indeed. So, do you have a music share? I do. Uh, I with some, a lesser known, <laughs> a lesser known band. <laughs> well, I, I I have a list going. I was doing for most of 2018 and part of 2019 uh, a monthly list of the stuff that just occurred to me or that I randomly heard or listened to that wasn't necessarily new music. Mm-hmm. So I have a new music playlist that I put the best of or at least examples of the stuff that I most like that I listen to over the year. That is yeah. new. In other yeah. words, th- that year's releases. But it's gotten a little tedious to break it down by month and create a new li- new playlist every month. So I just started a an ongoing playlist for the year. And that's where I dump all the things that just sort of randomly occur to me. Because songs will just pop into my head like anybody else. Uh, mm-hmm. know, waking up in the morning or just sure. uh, throughout the day daydreaming and it'll, it'll be like start humming a tune and it'll be like man i haven't heard that jerry rafferty song in 30 years why is mm-hmm. <laughs> why is it there now so abba frequently comes up because i i listened to a ton of it when i was a kid and and beyond yeah and uh i started thinking about the album the visitors which was their last album their swan song Mm-hmm. And uh, the title track is just one of the best things they've ever done. If you, I, I highly recommend that album to to everyone. It's not necessarily the best intro to ABBA, but it's one. No, of, I wouldn't think it's one of, if not the most consistently good of their whole career. Just almost every track on there could have been a single. Could have, you know, is a great song. Um, very strong songwriting and heartfelt lyrics. It's just. A, a fabulous album. They they were getting away from just sort of the iconic disco sound. Yes, they still had elements of it. They still, mm-hmm. you know, had a pop sensibility, mm-hmm. but they were stretching out a bit, and they and they wanted to do some different things. And of course, that's one of the reasons they ended the group was wanting to branch out from that and try other things and not be trapped by this pop ideal that has that, you know, yeah. they've created. Right, yeah, yeah. So Benny and Bjorn, of course, went on to do musicals, and <laughs> uh, the women variously wanted to do different things themselves, and Agnetha dropped out and, uh, I guess, just did the family thing for a while, you know, with a parent of her kids, and didn't really do much after that. Frida did a solo album, or had a few solo albums, and struck out on her own uh, in the pop side, but the title track is... One of the best Amazons ever made. Yeah, I 
Yeah, cool. It, it reminds me of, you know, kind of a prog rock feel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's kind of prog disco. When the, when I listened to it this time, after you sent me the link, mm-hmm. I thought, or I said, Domo arigato, Mr. Robato. <laughs> oh, there's that too. <laughs> right. Just right. a bit. Yeah. I mean, it, it's funny because Sticks came up yesterday for me. Mm. I wanted to hear too much time on my hands. Mm-hmm. I just had to put it put the video on. The video is really cheesy, but that's <laughs> still a great song. Oh, uh, yeah. Tommy Shaw's only top ten hit, I think. Oh, interesting. Uh, they have ten top ten hits. Nine of them are by Dennis DeYoung. One hmm. by Tommy Shaw. That one. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. Which uh, had to squeeze one in there. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, I was just gonna when you mentioned Jerry Rafferty uh, a bit ago. Uh, it reminded me, I just finished Eric Idle's autobiography, Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not surprisingly titled. I listened to the audiobook as read by Eric Idle. It's wonderful. <laughs> and it's about eight hours, and <laughs> seven of those hours are basically name-dropping um, of all the incredible uh, stars and, and people that he's known sure. in the business, you know, because of his Monty Python fame, uh, but also because he was a a writer for a lot of screenplays and, and stuff in Hollywood, mostly sort of like writing screenplays that never necessarily got made, but uh, he was sort of like a pre, I don't know, post-treatment pre-movie <laughs> writer. Right. Uh, he, he wrote a ton of stuff and got to know a ton of people in, in uh, Hollywood. And... Script doctor, they call those. Yeah, I think that's what he was. Mm-hmm. So he like, um, uh, like Carrie Fisher. Was she? Oh yeah, very, oh, okay. well, very well uh, liked and resourced script doctor. That was um, one of the people he talked about being friends with. Huh. Besides just meeting her, they sure. were filming um, Life of Brian during mm-hmm. when the Star Wars cast was in Tunisia oh. uh, as well, and so they kind of got together and did some drugs and had, <laughs> had some laughs. Uh-huh. <laughs> at the time. Uh, I'm not sure about. Well, I'm sure they probably did drugs, but also uh, you know, drank quite a bit. Party, yeah. hearty, more. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's it's really fun. It's got a lot of inside Hollywood stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm a fan of the inside more than the outside. Right. Uh, they all yeah. describe that whole life of Brian experience as the best time that they mm-hmm. had on Monty Python. That they took a vacation on an island for I don't know a few weeks to write it, maybe two weeks yeah. to write it. Yeah. And then just were hanging out in sunny Tunisia (laughs) for a couple of months or three months. I don't know how long it took to shoot it, but yeah, I think so. It was not a rushed shoot. Uh, Holy Grail was pretty fast. Yeah, it was very, very uncomfortable, especially Mm -hmm. for John Cleese, Uh, but miserably cold and wet a lot of the time. And up there in Scotland. Uh, up there in Scotland. And Meaning of Life was, I guess, just because of the scope of it, more trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, Life of Brian, you know, they, they just did everything right there, improvised the sets uh, on the spot. And yeah, yeah, a lot of structures that they could use, and they had a ton of extras. And mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's, he starts the book on the cross. <laughs> <laughs> talking about how how that scene went, you know, because it's where he Man, sang the song. That would be an amazing film, Eric Idle's bio, and then put him all yeah. across in the beginning intro, like mm-hmm. narrating or introducing his life from yeah. the cross. Mm-hmm. That would be fantastic. Yeah, it's a it's really good book. I, I enjoyed it immensely. Excellent. And he, oh, he hello, uh, wondering what I'm doing up here. Yeah, well, Mr. Cheeky, I'll tell you, it's a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he does a, a couple of bits from that, and it, they were on bicycle seats, but still hanging mm-hmm. up there. He mm-hmm. said we were there were uh, 
23 of us on the cross, but only three ladders. So if you had to go to the bathroom, it was a bit of a wait. That was my terrible Eric Idle impersonation, but... Oh, okay. uh, so anyway, yeah. I've watched him more than you, to be fair. I've watched Monty Python yeah. a lot. Certainly. <laughs> Certainly. Over he, the course of my life. So I, I finished that one, and I just started uh, John Cleese's book. Uh, mm-hmm. So anyway, hmm. and that's really good, too. It's, he's so far in the first few chapters, he's talking about him, himself growing up and, mm. uh, and lots of... Um, Lots of stuff about being in in school, in public school, Mm -hmm. which is private school to Americans. Private school to Americans, yes. Yeah. I don't understand that at all, but okay. (laughs) I don't either. I was going to ask you, you know, explain like I'm five, all the the forms and the public-private, all that jazz, but uh, we would digress at this point. It is very convoluted, and I only have a tenuous grasp. It's kind of like... Explain the pound sterling system. Yeah. I mean, I guess I kind of vaguely know most of the coins, but I, mm. I, I forget with the ratios of them. Like, yeah, the farthing, half penny, penny, <laughs> uh, shilling, uh, pence, or, or penny, penny, which is a pence, uh, shilling, half crown. Oh, yeah, crowns, right. And there's one I'm forgetting, but anyway, yeah, the whole that whole system is bonkers, and uh, mm-hmm. the the British system is very strange, and I'm I'm very disappointed that we inherited a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> After a, a thousand years, Imperial should uh, yes should give it up. <laughs> yes, decimal is so much better. Metric is the future, and let's go just, metric. Uh, so annoying. Anyway, <laughs> so, hey, if you. <laughs> If you want to be less annoying, you can send us an email. <laughs> you will to... not annoy us if you send us messages. <laughs> That's right. At pros at it's just called twobrothers.com. Yeah, I uh, have a illustration slash photography blog at marcushowell.com, and mm-hmm. that is a link to my newsletter at buttondown.email slash pronologus, P R O N O L A G U S, which is a, a weekly offering of stuff that I think about. And uh, write long form and send a couple links. Link in the show notes mm-hmm. to that. And then if you tweet, you can find us at IJC2B. Yeah. Maybe a little more than we should be on it. Because <laughs> social media is garbage. Fair enough. I'm going to <laughs> uh, head out to, to dinner now. Oh, so. where are you going to dinner? In, in the house. Oh, I see. <laughs> Fancy. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I realized when I said it, <laughs> I'm going to head out of this room and go into the other room where dinner shall occur. Shall well, I, got, I got a bit of rice. I'm going to, we, we desperately need an instant pot or a rice maker or something, mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. modern to make rice in. Uh, Love it. Because um, I, it's just, we don't have anything. The, the pasta is basically our only cook at home deal. And I'm uh, yeah. trying, to, trying to shore that up. Man, rice is super easy in the Instant Pot. Yeah. Crazy easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can have to break down and, and just get one.